everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 267, recorded on March 13th, 2023. And on this episode, we're going to talk about that uh, Super Mario Brothers movie direct. We're going to talk about the Level 5 Vision 2023 event, and also that the Wii U and uh, Wii U and 3DS eShops are going to be closing very soon. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite games and a few other news things of course, we're going to talk about what we've been playing and some other things, including interacting with you all in the live chat. So if you've never joined us in the live chat, we'd encourage you to do so. We record on Mondays, every other Monday on YouTube and Twitch, starting at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. We'd love for you to jump in there and let us know what your thoughts are, what you've been playing, and all those things. If you're watching after the fact, we'd also love for you to throw your thoughts and comments in the chat room or in the uh, comment section on YouTube, and we'll interact with you there. But uh, with all that out of the way, my name is Steve, and maybe this is your first time here, and we just want to thank you for being with us on the podcast. I am not alone, though. I'm also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how are you? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure. And also, of course, joined by Greg. How's it going, Greg? Stuff is going pretty good. 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 Well, we already have some people jumping in the chat, like Jakester and uh, apparently a bot on Twitch. So that's great. Uh, so um, apparently they want to offer us promotions that I don't think is actually real. So, um, But if it is, yeah, send us some money. We'd love that. Uh, but if you have, are uh, new to the new to the podcast, we'd love uh, to have you also join us on social media. You can find us at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter. And if you have not joined our Discord yet, we'd love for you to, to join that. The link is on the screen if you're watching the video version, but it's also all those links are going to be in our show notes. And we would love to uh, have you jump in our community, our growing community over there on Discord, uh, but also on social media and on YouTube and Twitch. Um, thank you guys for for being with us for episode 267. But uh, yeah, like I said, we got some new stuff to start to talk about tonight. But we're going to start in with what we have been playing, and so we're going to go to Barry first. <laughs> well, I haven't played as much as I would have liked this uh, this past couple of weeks because we got two new additions to the family that I'm going to show off here because some people might want to see. We've oh. got little Luna here who is just over nine weeks old. She's kind of confused. She's like, why am I on TV? <laughs> and then we've got her sister, you guy. The little terror one here. Ooh. And this is little Stella. Aww. Say hi. No, don't look backwards. Look forwards. There you go. <laughs> and she's also, they're, they're born together there. They're nine, uh, nine weeks old at this point, little long-haired chihuahua girls. Aww. So they have been a handful, this one especially keeping us up at night, chirping. <laughs> little girl, because she does not want to go to bed. So <laughs> she absolutely either. wants to, uh, yeah, she, she's like, no, I don't want to go to bed. I want to play. So, uh, <laughs> Same <laughs> so problem they, I have. Yeah. <laughs> they've been uh, definitely keeping a lot of my attention, wanting to play, always wanting to play. Um, but when I did get some time to play, I did play, uh, so still doing daily Pokemon Unite. Uh, still loving it. They're doing stuff for Pokemon Day and uh, new events, and it's just a blast. And I went to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, booted that up for the Booster Pass courses because they added that. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll play that. Uh, the big thing I played was Octopath Traveler 2, <clears throat> which 
is definitely better than the first game. And I love the first game. It took me like 100 hours. <laughs> like, there's so much content in this game. Because it's, it? it's pretty... Yeah, I finished it. I finished it last night at like 11.30. Like, I want to try to finish it before, before Monday. Because uh, each of the characters has their own storyline that you could do. Uh, which are kind of like eight separate storylines all within the world. And then there's uh, combo storylines between two, two different characters at a time. And then, of course, when you beat all that, you get the overarching st- narrative and story and can go against the final boss. And, and, and you get a lot of reveals. There were, there, I was surprised. It, doesn't, it takes a lot for an RPG to surprise me. And there were some real reveals at the end. That I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, I can't believe. Uh, so it's, it's really a great game. Uh, love the system. Love the jobs. Uh, the only negative I will say about it is in the final. And Well, two things. One is in the end, the final boss is a battle where you have to use all eight. So if you've mm-hmm. mainly been using a team of four and you like that team of four, you have to grind up the other four. Uh, you have to do, grind them up for their their story, but you have to grind them even further to do the final boss. Uh, and the other the other negative is some of the side quests, the bonus side quests, they didn't program in. They, they just programmed it to happen, the cutscenes to happen with whatever character is in the lead of your party, with no recollection of who it is. So one time, one quest required me to go to the sister of one of the main characters, who I happen to be controlling. And there was a whole cutscene, and it was just played out as if you were anybody, like you were any of the other seven. Like, no special dialogue. Like, oh, it's good to see you, sis. It's like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about what we do here. And I'm like, they they know. They're they're sisters. So I found that was, like, a little bit weird. But you only see that if you happen to do those those stories with that character. Um, But with so much in this game, it's it's a super minor nitpick. Uh, On the... PlayStation side, I've been doing a little bit more Thumper in VR2 on PC. Still doing Final Fantasy XIV. It was a big update last week. Uh, so a lot of new content to be going through. And on mobile, still playing Mario Kart Tour. Nice. Nice. How about you, Wait, are there any, any secret Fire Emblem Heroes yet? Or are you done logging <laughs> in? <laughs> oh, no. I only did that for the Fire Emblem Engage. That was it. It was a one-time thing. It was like a guest appearance. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Actually, sorry. Greg, <laughs> hey, Greg, any Xenoblade? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that well. in a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I, I asked you what your games were, and then I'm, I'm going to cut you off because I forgot to go to the chat list. So I'm going to go to chat real quick. Uh, so Jakester says, been playing Digimon NG+, Fire Emblem Warriors, Three Hopes, finished uh, Scarlet Blaze, and now have started Azure Gleam, and started a rerun of Batman Arkham Asylum. And then Blake is in the chat. Hey, Blake, and said, literally playing Octopath, Two while joining you all right now. <laughs> so, nice, Blake. Eh? Nice. He knows what's split up. Split that attention between uh, between us <laughs> and Octopath. That could be that could be a difficult playing an RPG while also listening to a podcast. <laughs> it depends if you're grinding, but but it's not one of those RPGs where you could like even do the auto grind because mm-hmm. you have to do the whole break system. So you really have to pay attention each battle, unless you're just fighting really really low enemies. I guess so. Yep. All right, Greg. Now your turn. Alrighty, so um, I had picked up a new game, uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, so I had missed it out, missed out on it for Wii or Wii U, whichever system that was. I don't have a, don't recall exactly, but um, I'm actually having a lot of fun with it on Switch. So it's pretty pretty cool to see like a 2D version of like Kirby's Forgotten Land and just going through, playing some really fun levels and doing like using the different power ups that you get along the way. It's very like creative, and a lot of the powers are very 
cool to use and pretty effective at uh, taking down all the enemies in your way and all the obstacles in your path. So um, I'm into like world four now, so I'm pretty getting pretty close towards the end of the main story mode. Um, I did go to the amusement park area and I did pretty much complete just about all the missions. I have a single mission left, which just requires my um, daily takedown for a, the Kirby Samurai competition online. So that's my only remaining mission to do is to place in the top like uh, 20 out of 100 people to play. So don't know how long that will take, but um, yeah, I got to give it my run tonight before the clock resets again. So I'll have fun looking, doing that after the podcast. I got my girlfriend really into the Switch, and she's been kind of grinding away at Super Mario 3D World, so I've been helping out where I can. Like, the World 7 and 8 were kind of really difficult for her, so she's like, I can't figure this out. Do you know how to do this? And I was like, boom, like, got all the stars and got the top of the flagpole, the stamp, and like, oh, boom, level's done. Never have to play it again. So, like, <laughs> still got the skills there to help her out. Um I did have play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but it was actually before the content update, so I didn't get to see the new courses, but I was just kind of playing through um, the before races. I had intended to try to play the newer ones before the podcast. I just didn't get uh, enough time to get that in because I was really into Kirby. And then still on the mobile side, still playing some Roblox here and there with my daughter, Belle, and also um, Fire Emblem Heroes. And I did see that Jake was interested in our Discord thing. So if you also want to join our Discord, that's a nice little plug there for you, Steve. You <laughs> have conversations like that and see how awesome Fire Emblem Heroes is and other uh, games as well. Cool. Just uh, ignore the old Faye channel update videos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have been playing, I started up a, a game, I got a review code for this uh, a while back and had downloaded it, but forgot to actually start playing it, and I had a little bit of time this last week, so it's a game called Ancora Lost Days. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard of it before, but uh, I, I had seen the name of the game, but I didn't really know much about it, so it was cool to... I kickstarted uh, it. Oh, did you really? Okay, cool. Um, so you believe in it. Um, I just had heard the name. I was like, okay, cool. I'll take the the code. And yeah, I haven't played too much of it, but it's really interesting. It's a kind of a top down, um, kind of almost reminds me a lot of kind of a, a Zelda like sort of thing, but not exactly. It also reminds me of, um, Pikmin as well. Like, cause your, your ship kind of lands and is destroyed and you have to go find the pieces of it and bring it back in and everything. So it kind of somewhat reminds me of that, but you don't have like little, you know, Pikmin that you're throwing around to do your bidding uh, for you, but it's a little bit of also resource management because you have to like get tools and build things and like build stairs and build tables and build, you know, cut down uh, wood and and you also have to manage your your energy level and everything too while you're going around and so it's uh it's kind of it's it's cute it's fun um, I'm looking forward to to playing more of it but uh, yeah I haven't played too much to give like any sort of full review right now but what I've what I've played I'm really enjoying so far and it definitely seems like one of those games that I think I can I can pick up and play for just a few minutes if I want to or I could probably sink in hours at a time as well. So that'd be fun. Uh, and then I also played some Mario Kart World Tour um, because Barry's been hounding me and I decided to re-download it. And I remembered why I don't like this game. 
um, I, it's the, the controls are just janky and I can't get back into it. I know, I know in the beginning when it was so new, I pushed past that and I, and I got where I could actually be okay at it, but it's hard to get back into it to like fine tune. Like I want to have like more fine tuned controls like I have with a controller. And I, and I think you can actually use a controller now. But I haven't, I haven't, I haven't tried. I think, I think I heard you could. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So it, I, I may try it again with a controller. I'm not really sure. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not been, it's not been a fun experience. But I it, did go it, ahead and get the free stuff that they were giving me. But it has, it's like you said, it's like doubled or tripled the size of the game. Like there's so much stuff that it's almost overwhelming when you get into it because it reminded me of some of those other free to play games, where it has like all these different menus. And all these different free things, you have to go get your free stuff from this menu. And then over here is another flashing one. Go get your free stuff from this one. And your daily challenges, do that and get some more free stuff. And all those different things. And it's a little bit, I don't, I'm not a big fan of those kind of things. Um, it reminds me of like, like uh, uh, Fortnite now, where Fortnite just like blown up. And it's just like all these different, it's almost too much. And that's the kind of the impression I get of it right now. I wonder how your setup is for controls because, like, I've gotten to the point now where going back to, like, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, like, to me, it, it feels like it controls worse than Tour does, hmm. which is weird because I got so used to Tour's controls. I can, like, very rarely will there be a time where I'm, like, trying to turn and it won't, and I'm like, what the heck? Otherwise, I can, I get first place all the time, like, even online. It's like I can play very easily. Interesting. Yeah, so it I, might be a setup because there's one one configuration that's really hard and it doesn't work for me either. Okay. So I had to fine tune. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, it's whatever it was the last time I, I was on, I guess. And I was fine then. But but yeah, it's basically tap to or slide swipe to to drift. And then I have the, yeah. the control in the middle that if I want to fine tune like steer, I can do that. Oh, yeah. Took that away because it when, with that down there, it did not control well for me. Hmm. Interesting. So I'll try it again. I ain't not giving up completely, but, but, uh, it wasn't the greatest experience with <laughs> I rebooted it. Yeah, that's been my time with tour as well. It's just like, I can't jump past like those touch controls. It's, I am just so used to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's like perfect, like setup and everything just having like the controller and just makes it so much easier. Yeah. I was never a huge fan of the motion controls and Wii and Wii U. I've always just stuck to the standard controller and it's worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, also played some Jackbox uh, games uh, with some friends and played some Clash Royale and Rocket League. The new season is out and uh, I've been playing that. It's kind of a, chill like zen uh season so it's really weird it's not like intense you know exciting music that they usually have and all this stuff it's like totally chill and everything's just like and this is zen kind of thing for the new season but um but the uh yeah new new items you can get and all that stuff are are fun but uh that's what i've been playing again if you haven't let us know what you've been playing let us know in the the live chat or let us know in the comments on youtube afterwards and uh we'll Make sure to, to check those out as well. But let's move into some news discussion. And we had a, a few stories we're going to talk about more in depth today on the podcast. And the first one is the Super Mario Brothers movie direct came out on March 9th, uh, which is the technically the day before uh, Mario Day here in the United States. But it came out on Mario day in Japan. So I guess that works out, but, uh, throughout the entire presentation, we got to hear 
from Shigeru Miyamoto as the host. Uh, we also got to hear from Chris Mendel Melendontry, sorry, uh, from Illumination, and Seth Rogen, Charlie Day, Keegan Michael Key, and Chris Pratt uh, gave a little more of a presentation this time. It was more scripted. Finally, since their last time, it was uh, kind of weird and kind of just on their own phones. And we and Chris Pratt especially got a, a lot of hard, you know, uh, criticism from not remembering what Ida or uh, what uh, characters were called in in Mario Brothers. And so this time they scripted it out for them, and it was kind of fun to see them interact. They've been popping up on a lot of different talk shows and things like that lately. We also got to see from Anya Taylor Joy and Jack Black. They were together and. Jack Black was trying to take over as a Bowser Day instead of Mario Day. And then finally we got to hear from, uh, no, actually that was it. And finally they actually played the the trailer and it, it didn't show a whole lot of it because I, I was kind of waiting. I was like, do I want to watch this or not? But it didn't show a whole lot of the movie. It didn't gonna give anything away really. It just kind of made me more excited, which is cool. And we heard from directors Aaron uh, Horvath and Michael Jalinek from uh, from Illumination, the directors of the movie. And then we also got to see at the very end, Mario's boots, which are made by Red Wing, will be on display at Nintendo New York. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm talking to him right now trying to figure this out, but I think the question block that was that is under the display uh, for the boots was made by Thomas Much uh, from Much Games, who we've, uh, Barry actually interviewed before um, because of all his videos that he does with the Mario Kart uh, home circuit uh, stuff that's on his channel. So that was that's kind of just a summary of what happened on the direct. Uh, Barry, what would you think of it? Yeah, I wasn't going to watch it. And I was like, well, let me pull up on my phone. Like, I'm not going to go to the computer. I'm not going to put on the big screen TV. I was playing Octopath. I was like, oh, let me just put on my phone. Like, whatever. Like, I just want to see what they did. And like you, I was actually pleasantly surprised by the trailer because it didn't spoil anything in the movie it, it made me more interested in the movie so i was happy to see that i thought the direct overall it was short it was sweet it was to the point uh you know i thought it was pretty funny that the the, the shoes thing because i'm like really like for you you know what the american people i'm like what what you get to see mario's shoes i'm like what <laughs> like okay like i'm not gonna go to the city to go see the shoes like that's okay um i think it's fine you know whatever i think they had the plumbing van outside too which is pretty cool mm -hmm. but uh no i thought it was good uh i don't think it was necessary but at the same time uh it's keeping that hype alive it's keeping the discussion going on about the movie so i think it serves its purpose yeah yeah greg what'd you think i basically agree with what barry was saying about it um i didn't I don't know if I had missed like an earlier clip of like them doing like the Mario Kart on actual um, Rainbow Road, but that was unfortunately a little bit slightly spoiler to me. But it was still really cool to even kind of see that they went there. That's like one of the most iconic tracks in Mario Kart, so that's could be really cool to see like how they have the, like even transition into that into the movie. So thankfully they didn't reveal that part of it, but it should be a very good movie and pretty much that right was, before the podcast i just purchased my tickets for the movie so i'm all set and ready to go <laughs> that was in the second trailer i believe the mario kart yeah they showed it off briefly but well, yeah, i know they did i, I know they did mario kart i don't know about the actual rainbow road being yeah, they showed like, rainbow the road for it. okay yeah. yeah yeah but it was it was yeah. definitely more this time for sure <clears throat> yeah 
And I love that. Yeah. That they're, I mean, if you're watching the video version you're seeing right now, like there's, there's different things that I was not expecting, you know, being able to uh, see Donkey Kong get a fire flower power that was uh, not expected, but I'm still, I have mixed emotions about that. Um, it totally makes sense that other people would be able to get that power, but it's just kind of weird to see Donkey Kong getting that power. But I loved how they did the the Mario Kart stuff so far, and it definitely seems like it's taking off the the newest version of Mario Kart and and seeing him jump on top of Koopas and they instantly go in their green shells. Like, that's just really fun. And I just, I feel like this is probably going to be one of those movies that I'm just going to have just giant smile on my face the entire time. Um, cause it's just seeing our childhood just come to life, um, you know, animated, but still it's, it's coming to life right in front of us. Yeah. I'm definitely eager to see how they worked in that and also like the smash brothers kinds of stuff. So that was be very cool to see. And as I said, it's kind of interesting to see donkey Kong get a fire flower. Cause that's not usually anything that's been even done in any of the games before, but it certainly is really cool to. Obviously, that would happen in that universe. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we, I was talking with a friend of mine today about it, and we were just discussing different things about the the movie, like the fact that this trailer sh- revealed a Luma. So it's like, well, we see Rosalina now. Mm-hmm. Like, how are they going with that? But we were discussing what we really want to see is like uh, as a post credit or mid credit scene, just having like a Paracoupa like flying over like a mailman Paracoupa from Paper Mario, just like land at Mario and go like, here, a letter for you and hand him a letter with the red wax stamp that had the Smash Brothers symbol and end there, like the Iron Man Avengers initiative <laughs> post credit scene right at the start. <laughs> nice. So it's really leading into that. And then when they had the Donkey Kong movie afterwards, that leaned it in that and all these different, you know, it's a yep, whole exactly. it's a Nintendo cinematic universe. There you go. Like, Scott has got to be. <laughs> Yeah, Nintendo nice. Pictures. They bought that uh, movie studio. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I uh, although I, I supposedly that's only for like cutscenes and stuff, right? I don't know, but be some be but, uh, you like, never know. Yeah. yeah. So Greg, you got you got your tickets. You said you got you're going to be going opening week. Yeah, I got them for that Friday of opening week because I'm off of work and my daughter's off of school for Good Friday. So I figured that's a perfect opportunity to go see a matinee show and pretty much closest to release days I would feel comfortable going to without having to skip work or pull her out of school kind of thing or destroy our sleep schedules to stay up really late or whatever to get those late night showings. Cool, cool. Barry, you got your tickets already? Yeah, for the Thursday of opening week, ready nice. to go and doing another also matinee. Uh, my wife was able to take some time and I was taking some time. Like, oh, let's do it. We want to see it early because we don't want to be yeah. spoiled. And uh, we're just so excited for it. So, yeah, our game. Yep, yep. I haven't got my tickets yet, but because uh, normally these things I just buy immediately the first showing out and I'll just go see it and everything. But I did have some friends that contacted me earlier this week or last week and uh, said, hey, we should go all see it together. I'm like, oh man, now I got to coordinate schedules, which is it's fun. I'm, I'm excited they want to go see it together, but like, I can't just buy a, go, go buy a ticket now. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Jakester also said he went to GameStop today and saw the Mario movie figures. Um, if you have not checked out our last video on YouTube as well, I put, we put up a short um, just with all the different Mario movie toys that I saw the other day when I was in Target. And while it was there, because you guys know me and I am addicted to the Hot Wheels, um, I had to get the uh, Mario Kart Hot Wheels set. So 
I have it. Uh, this is the first set that I bought. Usually I just buy the carts themselves, but um, this one came with the the special one that does look a little different because he, he's got the younger look to him um, of the Mario from the movie. So I haven't opened it yet. Uh, at some point soon, I'll, I'll open it and maybe, maybe I'll do like an unboxing uh, or something like that. But uh, yeah, it, I, I was excited about it. It was, you know, it's more than just, you know, the $5 you spend on a normal Hot Wheels cart. But I was like, okay, I have to, I have to. And I had some gift cards and stuff. So I cashed them in and I was like, I had to, I had to splurge that day. I kept staring at it, kept walking back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, should I, should I, should I? I was like, I don't know how long there's going to be in, Cheat in stock. So I went for it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Target, I was like looking around and then I just happened to see that um, Lego set of that Nintendo NES system. And I was so close to just wanting to get it. But I'm like reminded, like, this is like two, three hundred dollars. This is like, you really need this and obviously would awesome great to have but it's do i really need it not mm -hmm. really like <laughs> yeah so it was cool to kind of actually see that on a store shelf because I've, I've never even seen it mm -hmm. absolutely uh looks like Hiwata says we need to get movies for zelda metroid Star Fox, f-zero first before we get that smash movie I, I agree um and i think each of those movies would be fantastic like I'm already starting to yes. picture it in my brain. <laughs> like, yes, I want them all. Bring them all. And then yes, let's let's come together for a big Smash Brothers movie. Um, that'd be fun. And I, I was always against the whole Smash Brothers idea, but if they do make those individual movies and then come together, I'm all for it. Count me in. That'd be awesome. <laughs> let's yeah, move to our really cool. <laughs> Our next uh, news story, uh, Barry's going to talk a little bit about the Level 5 Vision 2023 event. Yeah, so uh, Level 5 had, it was on March 9th, they had a uh, a presentation because if you saw the last Nintendo Direct, you were like, well, wow, Level 5 is back. That's awesome. So they showed off a couple games and uh, they did a little animated uh, you know, scene with, with their uh, CEO, which was freaking adorable. And for whatever reason, he kept jumping up and making a little little like shape with his body and said level five randomly while in the middle of a conversation, um, which I thought was adorable. Like that's so Japanese, like I love it. Mm -hmm. But they started off with Deck Police, a brand new IP, uh, you know, just this new co cop art, like almost like a cop RPG, action RPG, using like a virtual world. Uh, and just looks really fantastic in my opinion. Very, very hyped. Uh, followed by Fantasy Life I, the girl who steals time, which if you never played the original Fantasy Life on the 3DS, it's like almost like an MMO without the online portion. So this looks like that again. Uh, fantastic game. So really didn't expect to see uh, a sequel to that. And they showed off a lot of the stuff and they were talking about like the I, like because you can, you can play online. So the I means like internet and... Yeah, I mean, it's like personal. And I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, you're just trying to talk like Nintendo now with the DSi and, and the, the Wii U. Like, really? Okay, do we really need that? Couldn't you just call it Fantasy Life 2? But um, that's what they went with that. Then they showed off a game <clears throat> that uh, they didn't show off before. Megaton Musashi. Um, this is a new version of it. Um, where that has added features. It was released, I think, previously in Japan, but this is going to be worldwide, and all these games are worldwide releases, which is fantastic. It's worldwide. I think I think they won worldwide for everywhere, but this game, it's like a mech fighting game, action game. Like It just looks great, 
no idea. I never heard of this before, but I watched the trailer and they're talking about it and I was sold. I was like, I didn't know I wanted this in my life, but now I want it in my life. Uh, so I'm really happy that we're getting it and we're getting the version that has all the added stuff. Uh, then they went to Professor Layton and, and the Nintendo Direct, we had uh, just a, a really quick trailer, Professor Layton and the new world of Steam. Now we really have some more information about it. They went in about how it's you know years later and this time it's set in America. So Layton goes to America as opposed to Japan to meet up with Luke. And uh, Layton's voice actor in Japan returns, but it's a new Luke voice actor. But I don't know what they're going to do for for America's. Um, and the the puzzles being made by the, the same team that did the other ones, uh, it just looks great. And I, I think it's it's time. Like there was enough time between the previous Layton game, but of course that was you know big big hype. And then they ended with the latest Inazuma Eleven Victory Road. Uh, I've never gotten into the Inazuma Eleven series. I know there is one already on the Switch, so you know I might have to look into it. But uh, if you like soccer, uh, this is definitely something that, that you know, hopefully you'll, you'll enjoy. But it's level five, so I have high hopes. They're really, really talented. Uh, so I don't know if you guys got to actually watch it, but uh, what you thought about it. Yeah. What would you think, Greg? Um, I actually didn't really tune in. I haven't really been a major follower of, like, the level five games, but... Um, Professor Layton definitely seems very interesting, and like my friend has like gave it like like sings like lots of songs about all the previous 3DS games, and always really wanted me to play them. So I probably be looking into that one a little bit more. But um, pretty much the rest of them, I mean, I'll just need some more like information and like trailers and whatnot to see if that's something I want to dive into. I've never really played like. I didn't really like the fantasy life on 3ds. Like I didn't really get into it super deep. So I don't think that one was going to be for me, like the new one and same thing. Like with, I don't know about the too much about the deck of police and the last one, the um, Nazuma 11. I in didn't Azuma play 11. the other 10 of those, but yeah. No, it's not in Azuma <laughs> number 11. It's yeah. not the eleventh game in the series, Greg. It's eleven because there's eleven <laughs> players in a soccer team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But <laughs> and, you can tell and how much I'm into, game. The, into that series. But yeah, I'm. I've never really been into soccer as much either. That's why I don't really haven't really liked the new Strikers game or played FIFA or any of that. So I'm yeah. very taken off from like soccer from on video games at least <laughs> <laughs> yeah jakester says maybe to be better than mario strikers um <laughs> we'll see oh. we'll see it's definitely got oh, a story for sure that's an easy that's an easy bar to beat though that's <laughs> that's, that's true <laughs> we're talking about bad at this rate fifa 23 legacy edition might be better than Mario Strikers. Oh wow! <laughs> it's it's maybe on par, which is how much I want to play one or the other. Um, but uh, yeah, so let us know what you guys think about the level five event. Uh, as far as my thoughts, um, I the deck of police looks interesting. It's probably not going to be a game that I'll actually. The only one of all these that I'll most definitely be getting is the Layton game. Um, I've just been a huge fan ever since I finally tried it because I believe Hassan was one of the ones that. Like we always talked about uh, praise with Layton, and then I finally tried uh, a couple games. It was like, oh my gosh, this game is awesome! And uh, a couple other friends, I think that I had that always, like you said, Greg, that 
I always heard good things about it and finally tried it and just fell in love with it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think the deck of police looks interesting too, because it seemed like they're, I don't know if it's actually tied into Layton or if they just decided to compare it. Maybe it was something that got lost in translation because it was in, in Japanese and got translated on the screen in, in English, but it said something about like, they're trying to do something different than the usual Layton verse. I was like, Oh, is this connected or is it just because it's another kind of mystery based game? And so that might be the case, but I, but because they mentioned it, I was like, Oh, if it's tied in there, maybe I'll have to pay more attention to it than I was before. Um, but, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Layton, yeah, is definitely the one I'll pay attention to most. And then Azuma 11 and Azuma 11. Um, I like soccer, of course, but I've never been into the Azuma games. Um, just because I'm like, I, if I play sports, I just want it to be straight sports. I don't want it to be driven by a story and RPG and all this other stuff. It's cool. I, I think it's awesome for, again, all these games look fantastic and they look awesome, but they're just not all for me except for Layton. Um, so that's the, definitely the one of all of them that will be that I'll be jumping on, but, uh, but yeah, it's great to see that the level five is back and has some awesome games lined up for this year. And I'm excited to see where they go from here too. So any other yep. final thoughts between before you move on to the, uh, next news story. I think you guys need to open up your, uh, your horizons a little bit and try some games because if you like Layton, <laughs> you like, like I get Greg didn't like fantasy life. That's fine. It's not for everybody. So, you know, I wouldn't say fantasy life. I but like, I don't know. I I can't believe like you is an RPG lover. You know, you wouldn't be interested in trying Deca Police because it's RPG, but it has that that mystery. You know, aspect as a cop, as a detective, it almost feels like a little bit Astral Chain with you know a little bit of you know Mega Man Battle Network in the sense of like going into a virtual world. And then, you know, having the RPG aspect. And I, I don't know, I'm just really intrigued by that story. Like, mm-hmm. and you could tell they're pushing it because they're, they, I mean, they led the show with it. It was like, mm-hmm. this is our brand new IP. We're going to give it the, the, the big treatment. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, it's probably more just because I haven't really played Astral Train. And then, like, even the other game that you referenced, I also haven't played wow. either. So it's... Mega Man Battle Network? Yeah, yep. Man, Greg. I've only played the <laughs> classic Mega Man game. It's like the the main like X series and the classic NES series are the only Mega Man games I've played. Yeah, I'm with but you. But you know what? Mega Man Battle Network it, Legacy Collection is coming out, so great time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say of the of the games, if I was going to rank them, I'd say Layton, number one. I think Deca Police is number two for me like in terms of what I'm interested in for sure. Um, and then, then I'd have to go with the, probably the, the Megaton Musashi game. And then, uh, and Zuma 11 is, is last, even though I'm, like I said, I'm a big fan of soccer, but I, I'm not, not going to play an RPG with soccer, but I know it's a fantastic game though, for sure. Megaton looks fantastic. Like I didn't even know that was a series that existed. And the fact that we're getting it worldwide is incredible because it's just, I love mech stuff, and I was like, oh, and so obviously Japan does too. And this, mm-hmm. this looks like this could be a lot of fun. Like, I had high hopes for Damon X Machina, and it was a fun game, but it just didn't live up to those hypes. And this, this mm-hmm. one looks like it could, you know, could wind up doing that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I do agree with the mech stuff because I mean that's kind of what had initially turned me away from the original Xenoblade. So, um, yeah, I pretty much agree with Steve's uh, ranking. Like Layton is definitely like the top tier, most interested, and the Deca one would pretty much Deca police pretty much following that. And then I do agree that the the other <clears throat> pretty much fantasy life was at the bottom, having played the 3DS one and pretty much the soccer game right above it. So yeah. I think I'd probably enjoy fantasy life more if I, if I, if like animal crossing didn't exist, I would rather, I think I would jump over to fantasy life, but if I'm going to pick between the two, I'd rather play animal crossing, but fantasy life does look great. I just don't, I don't have that much time in my life for multiple games in that kind of world, even though there's, See, even though it does more than, than animal crossing, but it's, it's got those kind of elements to it as well. Yeah, See, as much as fantasy animal crossing is great. Fantasy life has, those rpg elements so you could be a paladin you could be you know fighters you could cook stuff you could you could do more than just decorate and you could even you know terraform your island in this one as well like i feel like there's just more you can do you can play the rpg as you want to and and it's kind of like rune factory versus harvest moon or or started like if you like farming that's great but if you wanted a little more rune factory allows you to play zelda as well as do the farming in it and Harvest Dell does the same thing where it, it gives you so much more than just here's a farm, go day to day, do the events, which is great. Nothing wrong with it. Harvest Moon's a great series or a story of seasons now. But if you want more to do, Fantasy Life is, is Animal Crossing with a lot more to do. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt like a, at least the 3DS version just had like a lot of like grindy stuff and it wants you to constantly be changing jobs and then you got to like level up all the different jobs and that just seems kind of almost tedious just because like it felt like the progression was kind of slow just made it way too grindy and that's kind of where i fell off of the interest on it that's why i called it like an mmo without the online <laughs> although this one does have on online hence mm -hmm. the eye right right they went to the Nintendo school of naming things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, yes. they're talking about it now. I for internet, I for individual, I because it's on an island. You know, <laughs> like th those are the reasons they did it. And I has a fourth meaning. You know, like, it, like it's like this secret thing. It's like, just call it fantasy life too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Jakester also says that it seems like fantasy life is more up his alley than New Horizons. Um, yeah, see, yeah. and that's fine because with New New Horizons is you know a fantastic game. I mean, I put in the most hours of, of that game on the Switch, but it's also one of those where it got to the point where I was just doing the daily grind to collect recipes for things I'm not even gonna make. Just like it was like the completionist in me. Mm -hmm. Like I had my eye on the way I wanted it, but you know. If I could have pulled out a sword and went and started fighting monsters and leveled up classes, I would have been doing that. And I probably would have put a lot more hours into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our next news story. And Greg's going to be uh, letting us know a little more information about un some unfortunate news that we've, we've told you about before. But uh, it's it's almost time for uh, us to say goodbye to two e-shops greg yeah so as uh steve was pretty much alluding to um we have the next uh milestone for the 3ds and wii u e-shop shutdown so um later this month on the 27th 
is pretty much where they'll be starting to limit the ability to pay with like your like a card or like add like new funds directly. So we can still use like the normal gift cards and whatnot, but that's pretty much a little bit more limited there. So if you're looking to stock up on some great 3DS and Wii U titles, then that's pretty much uh, making sure you're trying to do that before the end of the month here, because that's on the 27th that all of this will be shutting down another portion of it with it the next portion coming in um, later this year in September. So I know we wanted to discuss some of the bigger gems from the 3DS and the Wii U. So is there, I know, and we also have some articles from Nintendo Life that kind of put through some of the 23 best uh, Wii U titles that are still not on Switch and whatnot. So I don't know if you guys want to discuss some more, any other recommendations or any recommendations of your own to pick up on Wii U or 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, any, uh, any Wii U games that come to your mind that people should definitely get before they're gone? Uh, I mean, most, not really. I can't think of, I didn't really do digital Wii U. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to start mentioning stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, that was WiiWare. Never mind. That, that was WiiWare too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the only one that would be maybe Pokemon Rumble U, but it's not mm-hmm. really a good game. It's a game. Yeah. It exists. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm scrolling these on there, but Neo Assault Neo uh, was a game that that I loved as well as Runner Two. Um, both those are going on the screen right now, but I feel like those were two of the games that I played the most, especially in the beginning of it. Um, I think. The good thing is that some games like the NES Remix and stuff like that now are available on on uh, a disc, so you can get those digitally or uh, physically. So that's great. We haven't lost those completely. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'd say Nano Assault Neo um, Runner Two are are two of the ones that I would I would definitely recommend. I think there's also a Pushmo game on on Wii U. I, big fan of of Pushmo as well. Um, so those are those are three of the ones that I would. I would definitely pick um, if you're looking to get some games before they go away. Um, I think they actually put maybe, I don't know if they put the Pushmo Wii U game on physical, like as part of a collection. I think the Pushmo set on 3DS might have come out, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but on Wii U, I think it's just the, the eShop game. So that could be um, something you could pick up as well. Greg, any come to your mind that uh, you said a lot of people should probably get? Um, I was also a pretty big fan of the DuckTales Remastered, so I know that's also on like a physical version, but I mean, as with a number of things, I mean, the physical versions tend to kind of jump a little bit more in price. So, I mean, the, it just kind of depends if you like to have the game on your shelf or if you want to at least be able to make sure you're able to play the game at all. And this is could be the more inexpensive version of it. So, um like Dr. Luigi was also another kind of interesting game, but I don't think that had a, any sort of physical. Um, I didn't really get into Tipping Stars, but I know that was like another one that was... Be, I played some of the earlier games in that series, and that was a pretty good series to play in general. Um, yeah, those are some of the main ones that like we've kind of covered there. But, I mean, thankfully, a lot of the games have made it to switch already so then they are longer preserved yeah yeah and see 
this is why physical is so important because look at all these games are now going to be lost. There's games of series like Mario, a lot of from Nintendo, Mar, you know, Mario versus Donkey Kong, Tipping Stars, gone. Push Mobile World, gone. The Box Box Boy trilogy is going to be gone. The the uh, you know uh, uh, Ace Attorney. I think two of the Ace Attorney games are 3DS digital only and I iOS only. So unless you want to play it on an iPhone, the it's gone. Like you're literally going to be losing some of them forever, and that's just a crying shame that there's all these games that are just going to be gone. And you know, like Capcom's doing a sale right now where it's like two ninety nine a game. They're like whatever, just try and take games, and games are going super cheap. But it, it's just it's sad. You know, all these developers put in time and energy and effort into these games. Now, some of them need the 3DS or the DS or, you know, the, the, the touchscreen or the Wii U gamepad. But there's so many that don't and that, that should be brought to the Switch. Even if you yeah. say, well, this is not worth a physical, at least to prolong the life of some of these games. But right. just get a physical out there. Get it preserved. You know, there's a market for it. People want preservation. I don't care. You know, I don't, I don't know anybody. I mean, probably there's some people like, oh, I'll never go play it. I don't care if it's lost forever. But that's you. But there's a ton of other people. Not everybody can play every game when it comes out immediately. Right. And if you're just getting back into it, go, oh, it's great to be able to go and, and play these games for the first time. Because if you didn't play it, they're new to you. And it yeah. sucks. I hate yeah. seeing games lost. Yeah. I think that's the that's the big thing that upsets me when I think about it, too. Because like I'm okay with digital a lot more than, than other people. But, but when you don't have a physical option then those games just go away completely. And yeah. and there's a lot of these games that I probably wouldn't buy physically, but I, it'd be really nice to have that option if I did want to go eventually, you know, play it down the road and I hear more good things about it because that's yeah, when, exactly. that's going to happen a lot of times. You're like, oh, wow, I never heard of, that there was a Siesta Fiesta game or something. And then, you know, 20 years down the line, you're like, oh, it'd be great to go try that game out. Oh, you can't. Sorry. That's, that's not an option anymore um, unless you bought it back in the day and maybe they're going to let, let the, uh, you know, the, the servers go for a while so you can re-download games for a while. But, but if you haven't bought it before then you've, you've lost your opportunity unless you find someone else that has downloaded it, has it on their 3ds that they can actually give it to you. Yeah. It's just okay. like you're talking about with Layton, like you didn't play it and then you heard about it and you finally said, Oh, I'll give it a try. And then, Oh, I really like that series. There's a time Dylan's rolling Western is another Nintendo IP. That's going to be lost. So if someone says, oh, you, you, have you ever played Dylan? It's a really good thing. Oh, I would love to. Oh, you can't. You literally can't. It's not like, oh, I can't afford it. Or, you know, I just, I, maybe I need to buy the system. Like, you can't get it. You can literally take a billion dollars and say, Nintendo, I would like to play Dylan's role in Western. And Nintendo would be like, even for a billion dollars, you can't play Dylan's role in Western. That is a shame. Yeah. That is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. So and there's uh, also like the fluidity that also is another IP from Nintendo that's going to be going away as well. That's I saw that I think they were like the sequel that was on 3DS, and I know the original was like WiiWare, and that's kind of been gone. But mm. that was one awesome series as well, and it could easily work on Switch because the Joy Cons have the motion control in them. So like it's <laughs> not like they can't be played or ported over. But yeah, it's 
a shame that a lot of these great Nintendo projects are going to be going the way of the Dodo, just like they're yeah. not going to even be around to purchase. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, like, especially, yeah, because Nintendo has all, all these really great games and great IP on there too, that they're also going to be going the way. So it's not just the, the third party content. Um, and I think that's, that's unfortunate. I hope that when this happens, maybe it will it will prompt some of them to to bring them over to switch if they can like if it's not dependent on a second screen or a 3d functionality or something like that then then they can bring that over to the switch and that'd be awesome um but I, if not it, they're the games are going to be lost forever um which is which is really unfortunate i i would like to think like it's probably not going to happen um but it would be really great if if some of these like let's say they they had the pushmo set or something like that and they did bring it out if if, it, if it's not already and they can bring those you know as a collection or something and put it on a cartridge and then be able to you know put it on 3ds and put you know maybe it's only only uh get it from the nintendo store like order it online or whatever maybe it's too much trouble to put it in retail shops but at least make it available to be able to or order online or something like that um because yeah if not some of these are going to be gone and and that's really unfortunate because you can't necessarily port it over to a modern system because of the the functionality but let's let's have it where we can still play it so. yeah well, i know one thing that was in, oh sorry barry i didn't know if you oh, were no, gonna be okay. jumping okay. in there but um one thing that wasn't included in either of these lists is, was the virtual console. So while we do mm -hmm. have Nintendo Switch online, if you actually wanted to have the virtual game to play pretty much whenever you wanted on one of these systems, then like none of those games were even mentioned. I know some of them are finally making their way over to Switch, like the GBA games and stuff just came out. But I mean, they're, who knows if some of these games will be moved over there. I mean, they had like... Um, like the Earthbound uh, New Beginnings, and that's not on the Switch uh, eShop or the. Yeah, it is. Any, oh, it is on NES Online? It, yep, Earthbound Beginnings on NS, though. Yep. Okay. Never mind. It must have been a different. Was, is the second one in the Super Nintendo one there then? Yes, like it the is. They launched the same day. They put okay. it on the same day. I felt, for some reason, I felt like those weren't there, but I guess I just hadn't seen them. But. It was a troll thing because it yeah. was like, oh, are they going to give us a trilogy? No, it's just the NSO. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I'd, for some reason i didn't remember that seeing them like in the app so like those immediately came to mind that they might not even be on there but i guess those are already included thankfully but like even metroid fusion will be coming like later this month or whatever i know that when they it's at least now. announced it's gonna be oh it's out right now March already nine. okay yep. geez <laughs> apparently i'm a time traveler <laughs> not realizing all this stuff is already there <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's other ones that I can't even think of off the top of my head right now, but there's still some that are probably still not present within the NSO oh, yeah. app that is still part of the virtual console is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, it's one of those cases where Nintendo themselves, they're tone deaf with a lot of this stuff. I mean, <clears throat> NSO is good. You need a constant connection to, to show that you're hey you have a you know subscription, not always feasible. You don't own those games; they're they're rented. They're rented games for you to play. Uh, Virtual Console had that ownership. You know all these games are gone. 
Uh, you know, even in Japan with like Box Box Boy, they did a, a physical trilogy in Japan for 3DS with the with the QB Amiibo, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna bring this to America. This is it. They waited for the trilogy. We're gonna get the Amiibo over here. No, no, we only got the game digitally. We never got the trilogy. We never got the Amiibo. What? Why? Why? They're so tone deaf. The, the the whole fact that you know the, the Mario games disappeared back on March 31st a couple years ago. The fact that Fire Emblem, the first Fire Emblem game, the same fate. Like, why the hell would you prevent people? Fire Emblem's big right now. Why would you prevent people from buying a $5 digital game? Like, it's so silly to me. They literally are removing games and preventing you from enjoying them. And it's not just their games. It's everybody else that did 3DS games or, or Wii U games on the eShop. Those games, unless they want to take the time to bring them over, are lost. And I'm not against digital. I'm against digital only, if it's possible. Because And, and not every game may need to be saved. Sure, there's probably some cheapo games that was like, whatever. But we're talking bigger IPs. We're talking you know, mainline games of Ace Attorney, you know, Pokemon, you know, Nintendo franchises that are gone. You know, when WiiWare died, you lost the the Konami Rebirth series. You lost Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, My Life as a King and My Life as a Dark Lord. You know, like these are big IP that are you can't play now. They're gone. This is the ugly side of digital only gaming. And I don't think, unfortunately, enough people really care because there's too many games coming out every week. And like, ah, whatever. I, if I didn't play it by now, I wasn't going to play it. Uh, and, and that sucks because people took time and effort and money to create these things and they're gone. Yep. Just like that. Gone. Yep. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's the unfortunate thing is that it, you know, sometimes, you know, games that, are really bad, you know, whatever, but there are some hidden gems in there that people are not going to discover until later. And, and the opportunity to play it is, is completely gone. And, and because it's a hidden gem, it's not going to be like a game like super Mario brothers or Pac-Man or something like that. That's been re-released and ports of it for years and years and years and years. Um, unfortunately the, those games are probably going to be gone. And, uh, you know, unless something, someone like premium edition games comes along and, you know, tries to, to do it. But, uh, but other than that, you know, it's, they're going to be, they're going to be lost. Um, Hiawata says, uh, maybe they need to shut down the Wii U and 3DS eShops in order to allocate resources to manage the eShop for the next generation switch. What do you guys think about that? Is that, uh, is that viable? Could that be the case? Interesting theory, but I don't think the bandwidth to keep those two shops up was very stressful. I can't imagine the user base was very high. And and if it's just, I think it's just Nintendo just not wanting to pay. Any, the user base was probably so low and the purchases were so low that it was no longer cost effective for them to keep it up. Because I think if there were constantly people buying stuff every day on the Wii U and the 3DS and they were making money on it, I think they would have just left it up. I think it got to that point where the revenue was was lower than the cost, and they said we got to cut our losses with it, and that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. You know, servers cost money to run, so whether they allocate that for next switch, maybe, but I don't think that was the reason. I think they would have kept it up for the next ten years if it generated revenue because all they didn't have to do anything but just keep it up. 
but because it was no longer generating revenue, they got rid of it. Yeah, that was kind of my thought with it. I mean, it's not like the eShop has really been known to be like a supreme amount of like code. I mean, we've seen like the bare bones thing that they call the Switch eShop, and that's like a very horrible like app. Like you would never think of designing a store that way in like this day and age. So it's like it's very cumbersome and like it's not like it's anything that's really like really there. I mean, I know like the Wii U one at least had like theme, like themes and like music and stuff like playing, like they switched in and the 3DS had like the awesome display and like nice categories to like actually find stuff. And, but it's like Barry said, I'm sure there's like a point where they are measuring the re- revenue being purchased on both platforms. And if it's not maintaining the cost to keep it up, then it's kind of like, all right, well, why do we just kind of unplug it and just go from there? I don't think it's necessarily to tie it into the next eShop. I mean, the WiiWare had lasted for quite a while, but that's because the Wii was pretty huge success and not everybody was going to the Wii U. So that's why that one seemed like it was up a lot longer than like the Wii U eShop at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's a, here's a, it would never happen because it's Nintendo, but I feel like, Po- a possible solution could also be if if they were a little more free with stuff, which is it's not going to happen. I know, I know. But if someone else could take it over, because I'm sure there's probably someone out there that's like, hey, you know what? We believe maybe it's a, a video game, you know, museum kind of company organization that's like, hey, we will keep stock of this somewhere else. We have donations that will help us pay for the, you know, server costs and stuff. And then people can get those games from there, but it it would require a lot of work on Nintendo's behalf to switch that over and to also trust other people with their IP as well as others. So it's probably, it's never, it not probably, it will never happen. Um, (laughs) Mark my words, but, but something like that could be another solution if they were willing to actually go through that process. Nintendo doesn't care about preservation. That's the problem. The Japanese culture is not about preservation. It's about it's about a minimalistic culture. It's about only having what you need and getting rid of what you don't need, and that's it. Because their living spaces are so small. I'm, you know, they have museums, they have cultural history, but when it comes to anything modern, they really don't care they care about maybe the big things you know like oh we'll, we'll keep a famicom so we could show off the famicom but this weird little quirky accessory that no one used yeah we don't care about that and, and it's a weird little quirky accessory that needs to be preserved so when you're talking games uh it would be wonderful if they said yeah we want to preserve these in a library we want to preserve these as a way for people to experience them in the future so that they're not lost but they don't care because to them, it's nothing. They're yeah. they're businessmen in suits. They're only thinking about money and generating money. And if it doesn't generate money, they're probably not gonna care. It's like it's like the the Mario movie, right? I bet you Illumination just didn't be like, hey, let's do a Mario movie. And they're like, okay, like that probably took years of pitching and meetings and begging. And all this stuff that we've never seen behind closed doors just to see it happen. And how many years has it been in development? Because I want to make sure it's right. Um, you know, said all it was this six stuff, years in that last trailer, I think, actually. Yeah, six years. So all this stuff, it's, it's all about 
if they could make money because at the end of the day nintendo's a business if they can't make money on it they are going to not do it and sometimes when they are going to make money on it they still don't do it because nintendo is sometimes boneheaded so i would love it if nintendo came out and did you know here we're going to let somebody else take over the architecture and put it out there that would be wonderful but that would involve allowing people to use their servers, allowing them to use their back end. And I understand why they wouldn't want that. But what they could do is say, hey, guess what, guys? With the eShop closing, we're going to do a Pushmo collection. We're going to do a Dylan collection. We're going to do a Boxboy collection and put those out there. It, they could do a limited physical. They could do it just on their Nintendo web store, which they've been selling stuff. We know there's demand. If they did an open pre-order, and just said, we're going to do an open pre-order for 30 days, and that's all we're going to print, but we're going to put the games out digital, but we're also going to do physical, they would make a killing. They would make an absolute killing, but they're not going to do it. Yes, they have to port those things over to the Switch. I can't imagine them that being too hard. I'm sure there's even teams that say, would say they would do it for free. You know, smaller teams that would just be like, we'll gladly take a 3DS game or a Wii U game that's a digital only time and bring it to the Switch. Sure, mm -hmm. we'll port it over. There's very talented small teams out there. Well, why not? Oh, oh, wait, that 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 would make you money and would mean you would care. No, you know, <laughs> you can't care, can't care. So we're not going to see that. And I would love to eat my words. I would love to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Prove me wrong, Nintendo. You're not going to do it. <laughs> You won't do it. You're not. I know. You won't do it. There's all these great ideas that Barry has that they can be making lots of easy money and easy money. They all they need to do is just print more like special editions and like, make more physicals happened. and like. Did you did you see what happened with Metroid Prime? They hmm. literally ran out, and Nintendo was like, "Oh, we didn't know people would want Metroid Prime. We're printing more." What? What? Is this a wake-up call maybe for you that people actually want your video games? I know it's a it's a foreign concept for a video game company that people right. would want your games. Uh, you know, we've seen this with Xenoblade 3's limited edition on their website where it was just crashing. We've seen it with the Zelda Collector's Edition. Why is the Zelda Collector's Edition so hard to get? That with an IP like Zelda, they do an open pre-order for three months. They let people who want it get it. They close it so they don't piss off their customers. And instead, they give every store gets like 300, 500, whatever. And they're sold out in seconds. And then people can't get it and people are pissed off. Why do you want to piss off the very people that are paying your bills? That I can't understand <laughs> that. This is Zelda. Make it open pre-order. If a billion people wanted to order that game, why stop a billion people from making, giving you money? You're making profit on all of that. Yeah. yeah. Even if you said the supply chains are not allowing us to make a billion at times, so the first, you know, two million, three million will get their game, and then you'll get on a ticket, and your game will come when it's when it's made available, and let people know. That's what Analog did. Analog was a small studio, small company, and they did that, and people waited over. I waited a year for my pocket to show up, but you know what? They allowed the pre-orders, and they made money. A foreign concept, I know, but <laughs> I don't true. know. It's just annoying. Like Nintendo's surprised by Metroid Prime doing well and people wanting a physical copy. <laughs> it's one of your big pillars. Right. Hello. 
Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, at least I know Nintendo Japan has never been super big on Metroid. I mean, that's like a lot more of like the West, like keeping that yeah. franchise afloat because it's doesn't sell the best in Japan, but, but this was that's NOA. probably why they were so surprised because it's like, like, Oh, no one's going to really want this game gold retro GameCube game. And then now it's like, wow, people actually want this. <laughs> but it was even NOA though. Like NOA underscored it. Like an NOA, I, I, I have a love hate relationship with NOA, but hello. They, like you said, Metroid's bigger in the West. Metroid Dread did really well, really well. They shouldn't be surprised. Yep. Well, March 23rd is the date, I believe. That's uh need to get on there and get your stuff before it uh, potentially goes away and all your opportunity to, to ever download that stuff again. So if you've not booted up your Wii U or 3DS recently and hopped over on the eShop, uh, better go do that pretty soon. Um, but, uh, we're going to move on from our news discussion and move into some quick headlines. We want to make sure you know about, uh, and, uh, coincidentally, the first one actually has to do with the Wii U. So Greg, tell us about that. Yeah, I almost thought you could have had a much better transition there. So, um, a good reason to actually start up your Wii U, if you're at least to check out those games that we just were talking about, is I guess there's some uh, rampant reports going that the Wii U might be not able to even turn on. So, if you are leaving it sit idle for like year, like a few years, just without turning it on, then it might not ever turn on ever again. So, um, that's very interesting issue to have and it's not like the nintendo is going to be eager to send out anything to fix this because it's no longer supported at the for repair or anything like that so if you would like to maintain your history of your wii u then make sure to set some like uh, reminders and stuff to turn it on every once in a while or might not work someday when you really want it to yeah, yeah, poor Wii U. Uh, well, speaking of, of companies that actually like to make money, unlike <laughs> Nintendo, uh, Lego has put out a new Mario update with a bunch of new expansion sets for the Lego Mario series. So they have the Dry Bowser expansion set. Uh, it pretty much explains how the Mighty Bowser set came to be. They did a, in this video... They, they took the 14-foot-tall Bowser, and that apparently it's going to be touring the world. So if you do want to see this, you can go to Claudio, San Diego, Cologne, or Paris. And if you live near one of those four places, you'll get to see this 14-foot-tall Bowser. And if you don't, uh, then you don't. Sorry, you won't be able to see this. Um, but they did uh, have several new expansion packs coming for the LEGO Super Mario set, including Donkey Kong. Maybe, maybe we'll get fired Donkey Kong from the movie. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Lego Mario seems to be doing well. Uh, happy to see more of these updates. And you know what? Lego likes making money. Take notice, Nintendo. <laughs> it's true. And also uh, with the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe recent update with all the uh, the Wave 4 of the Booster Course Pass, we also got some balancing updates, which I don't know if really ever happens to Mario Kart but uh, several different balancing things had to happen with different carts and different characters. Um, Nintendo Everything has a full write-up on it, uh, but it looks like a lot of the drivers, except with a few exceptions like Metal Mario, Gold Mario, Pink, Gold Peach, and Waluigi, Donkey Kong, 
Roy, Wario, Dry Bowser, Bowser, Morton, and Large Me. So it's it's really strange how that works out. It looks like the most of the heavy characters. Um, everybody else had their had seen their their ground, water, air, and anti gravity speed statistic increased by a level of point. 25 which is one point i guess and then some other challenge uh balancing things changed from the uh character's mini boost statistics have been increased by 0.25 as well and this applies to baby mario baby luigi dry bone small me toad uh, shy guy larry peach daisy yoshi mario ludwig medium me Luigi and iggy and then every vehicle body except for the pipe frame varmint Varmint, City Tripper, Bitty Bug, Mr. Scooty, Land Ship, Streetle, Standard Bike, Flame Rider, Wild Wiggler, and the W25 Silver Arrow has had their mini turbo statistic increased by a 0.25 as well. So lots of different balancing going on within Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So maybe it might be a little more even if you're, uh, you've been claiming that uh, the game is unfair. Maybe it's going to be a, a tad bit more fair. Let's uh, get a quick round uh, around the horn, just the thoughts around uh, all these different headlines. Barry, what'd you think about any of these? Um, the Wii U thing scared me. I got to actually turn on my Wii U because like that, that's a big problem. If it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, your, your machine that you bought is suddenly just going to brick itself. Uh, that's an issue. Nintendo, I don't know. I know it's out of warranty, but they, sh- they really should address that. Um, as for Lego Mario, I never got into that set. Maybe I'll get sets in a few years when you know my son is old enough to appreciate that, um, but not yet. And I, I I'm scared of where the heck to put those. Those <laughs> seeing I remember Hassan showing off all his stuff. It took like a whole wall. Uh, so that that would kind of scares me. And as for Mario Kart 8 balancing, balancing is always good. Um, as you know, I, I just don't like nerfing. I like balancing. Don't nerf characters to bring down. Bring everybody up to that OP characters level. Make it more fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Greg, any thoughts on this? Pretty much just flat out agree with Barry. I mean, it's really nice that they're finally addressing some of the concerns with Mario Kart 8. I mean, I don't think they've really done balancing stuff previously, but it, I'm really glad to see that they're actually making those kinds of adjustments to make things like more fun. So um, I know that's there's some like reports saying go oh, like wild Ouija with the wigglers, like the unstoppable combo, like s- stuff. So it's glad to see that other characters are getting some much needed boosts and stuff to make them better to use and play as and stuff. Um, the Lego Mario stuff. I've been out of it since just getting the first few of them. So I know, uh, Husson's wallet's probably crying at those announcements that keep more of them keep coming out and. Yeah, the Wii U era is definitely very scary, and that's something you shouldn't have to worry about. But yeah, that's definitely something if you want to make sure that <laughs> your system still works and stuff, it's that it really stinks to have to put that on the consumer and the owners to actually make sure that it's working. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys on uh, all those things. I think the, you know, I, I do need to. Turn on my Wii U just to make sure. I, I've booted up within the last year, so it should be okay. Um, I'm I'm still waiting for for more of the uh, the Lego adult sets from from Lego um, for Mario. That's that's what I want. Um, 
we said it before, like, give me a, an actual peach castle. Give me a Hyrule castle. Give me, give me some cool thing like that, that I can build. Um, the Mario sets are cool, but they're not for me. Um, but, uh, give me some big thing, but at the same time, please don't charge $500 for it. Um, that's probably what they're going to charge. Cause you know, um, it's what everything else, uh, <laughs> is when you get those big sets, but it'd be nice not to have to, you know, take out a small loan in order to, uh, to get a Lego set. That'd be cool. <laughs> well, if you are new to the podcast, just a quick reminder as well to uh, join us over on Twitter at Nintendo Fuse. Uh, and if you have not done so yet, you can also join us on our Discord. Uh, we uh, have a growing community over there. Lots of good conversations about games and other stuff that's going on there. So if, this, if you're watching the video version, the links are, to both of those are on the screen, but they're also in our show notes and the YouTube description as well. So we'd love to have you jump over there. And, uh, and yeah, if you haven't subscribed on your favorite podcast app, we just want to encourage you to do that. And also uh, share this with other gamers out there that's, uh, that you think would also enjoy good Nintendo uh, conversation around the recent news and also what we've been playing and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, that's... Our next episode is going to be on March 27th, but until then, we got some games that are coming up over the next couple of weeks that uh, we'd love to talk about, talk about what we are looking forward to and all that stuff. So uh, if you're watching the video version, we're going to scroll those on the screen, thanks to Metacritic's list uh, for us. But um, Barry, any any games that you're hoping to play over the next couple of weeks uh, beyond uh, you know what's coming out or, or you're looking to just play some new right. games or what do you think? Trail Legend of Hero Trails to Azor. That that's my number one game. That is absolutely the one that I am uh, ready to go once mine gets delivered. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to show up, uh, and that will be absolutely most likely taking up the majority of my next two weeks, uh, depending on how quickly I get through it. Um, if I do get through it fast enough, I will probably go to Kirby uh, Return to Dreamland Deluxe or Bayonetta. I've done, I'm not sure. Bayonetta is out, I think, within the next two weeks. Origins, uh, yep. So I'll probably, yeah, I think I'll do Bayonetta Origins over Kirby just because I did the Wii version of Kirby years and years and years ago. Um, so I probably will try Bayonetta first uh, with Kirby being fit in wherever I say, hey, I have a little bit of downtime. Uh, but I'm trying to get in as much gaming as I can this first half of the year <laughs> while I can. Cool, cool. Greg, any any games you're hoping to play the next couple of weeks? Oh, probably just more getting back on the stuff that I need to catch up on. So I still need to do a lot more and engage. Like I haven't touched it for like over a month now, and I really want to like be able to make progress and enjoy that story there. And then it's obviously I'm really deep into Kirby now, so that hopefully should be wrapped up before the next podcast. It kind of seems so. Yeah. I, probably more hitting the back uh, backlog games and just surprised that Barry didn't want to check out the Peppa Pig's adventure game because that was, there's a physical copy coming out on switch. Over I this do time have it too. pre-ordered. I have it pre-ordered, <laughs> but I'm not going to be playing it. Maybe my son will in a few years. Who knows? <laughs> and uh, keep it in its, in its plastic. Maybe worth something someday. Yeah, probably less than what I buy it for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I actually don't have a whole lot of time over the next couple of weeks. Um, got a lot of different stuff going on. My sister is actually getting married next week, and so I'm oh, flying to, uh, to go be with her and family and everything. So I'll be mostly. Uh, I got some meetings, but also um, be uh, with family and helping with the wedding and and all that stuff. So that's that's going to take a lot of my time over the next couple of weeks. So I probably won't get a lot of uh, new games that I'll be playing. But uh, try to hit some other ones um, while I'm a little bit while I'm traveling and things like that. But uh, yeah, some other games that we want to make sure that you guys knew about. Uh, of course, Legend of Heroes: Trails to Azure comes out tomorrow, uh, so March 14th, and then Two Point Campus uh, comes out on March 15th. Terracotta comes out on March 16th. Session Skate Sim comes out on March 16th. Tanky Tanks. Two, I thought it was interesting. We're not getting an actual tanks game, but we're getting tanky tanks too. Uh, so if you're into that sort of thing, that comes out on March 16th. Also, Bayonetta Origins has come out on March 17th. The Peppa Pig game does come out on March 17th as well. A game called Have a Nice Death that's been featured in a couple different directs and uh, showcases and things like that comes out on March 22nd. And also MLB The Show 23 hits the switch on March 24th. So if you're into baseball, but you've never liked the uh, the other MLB games that have come to uh, to switch, the show is going to be out on March 24th. So um, You know what you should be playing, Steve? What's that? You should finish Life is Strange 2. I, I should. If I wasn't <laughs> playing it on my Xbox, then I could totally play it on the plane. But uh, but I am playing it on Xbox, so it's got to it's got to stay at home while I'm traveling. <laughs> yeah, but I also need to jump back into Life is Strange one as well. That's I just saw the physical copy sitting on my entertainment center where I took it out to put in Kirby. Yeah, yeah. I wish there was like some cross save stuff for games like that because I wouldn't mind playing it like on my iPad or something while I'm traveling. I don't want to play it like all the time, but it'd be great if I could just take take it on the go, play it on my iPad and then come back and the save like comes back over. I know it's asking a lot, but I mean, that's the the benefit of the switch, right? <laughs> you could, you could play on the go and on your TV and uh, not have to worry about cross saving yeah, because it's all the same system. Yeah. That's what I was just going to point out. If you didn't reach that conclusion yourself, you could just get the switch version. And <laughs> it's like they just, should come yeah. out with a new system that switches between the TV and handheld. I think yeah. that'd be a good idea. Nintendo, if you're listening. Oh, Rise of 3 is also coming out. I forgot about that. That's, that's another big one. Um, speaking of Life is Strange, we talked about Life is Strange 2 coming to the Switch. It turns out that Captain Spirit is not included in that. Mm. For whatever reason, they decided to not port it, I guess, because it's a free game. They didn't feel like, let's port it over. But I feel that's a shame. Like It's coming so late. And it's like, oh, you want to play the whole story even though you have a Switch? Well, you got to go download it at least on a PC or something to, to play it. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. It is. So I guess, Greg, you'll have to uh, stream it or something. Watch a, watch a gameplay video of it. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> the good thing is it's not very long, but yeah, it is it's fun. like one, one episode. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Well, thank you all for being here in the uh, the live chat while we're while we're talking and recording this episode. If you've never joined us for a live episode, we would love to have you in the chat room on our next episode. Like I said, that's going to be March 27th. We go live on YouTube and Twitch, both at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time. And we'd love to have you in there and, uh, yeah, throw your your thoughts around all the news stories we talk about, what you've been playing, and all those stuff throughout the episode. We love interacting with you guys uh, throughout the episode as we record, kind of like you're like the fourth collective member of our podcast crew. So it's fun to have you guys there. So if you never tuned in for a live episode, be sure to do that. But, you know, it's okay if you listen or watch after the fact. If you're on YouTube and you're watching, uh, let us know your thoughts about any of the things that we've talked about. Throw that down, throw that down in the comment section, and uh, we'll read it later as well. Um, Barry, what's going on in your life over the next couple of weeks? Uh, well, in addition to playing the, the Legend of Heroes and whatever else I can get to after that finishes. Uh, main thing is, you know, work. We have premium edition. We just launched uh, Music Racer Ultimate for PS4 and 5 this morning. Uh, so check those out. Uh, working right now on the next next uh, premium direct. We've got uh, new Switch games coming out. I'm working with the uh, developers there. And uh, some exciting stuff down the, the pipeline for premium. Uh, and on top of that, you know, spending time with the the new pups and enjoying them. And if, if anyone wants to see videos, uh, my wife literally took her Instagram. I was like, nope, I'm changing it just for the pups because nice. that's all she wants. So so it's Stella underscore and underscore Luna underscore Chi Chi's. Uh, she's posting videos and pictures pretty much every day uh, of their little antics. And uh, <laughs> so she's like, oh, make sure to tell people. So, oh, I'll tell people. Nice. so uh, yeah, if you, if you like cute pups, that's the place to be. <laughs> they'll be instagram famous nice yeah, I hope so. nice yeah if uh sorry for those of you that have been watching um barry's been blurry for most of the episode i'm not really sure what's going on but at least he was clear while he was showing the dogs earlier yeah you know, the important thing got clear video <laughs> absolutely they, st- they stole it they stole the show that's right that's what happened <laughs> greg anything uh cool going on in your life over the next couple weeks not like a whole lot of stuff like coming up. It's just been dealing with a lot of personal drama that's been ongoing and stuff. And hopefully some of that gets settled and completed and just been relaxing and playing games where I can just to help uh, keep me grounded and everything. So it's just been really fun with uh, keeping up with some of these great games that have been out on Switch. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think for me, it's uh, like I said earlier, when my sister's getting married, so I don't think she watches this or probably will ever. But if she is, um, you know, congratulations at a time. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, she's that's that's happening and uh, new new ventures and everything for me and my my life away from video games and everything, too. So lots of lots of stuff going on in my life, but hopefully I'll get a, a few minutes here and there to uh, to play some games as well um, over the next couple of weeks and have some more stuff to talk about. But of, of course I'll be playing, you know, rocket league and, and, uh, stuff like that. But, <laughs> but hopefully I'll get some time with some other games that I'll be able to talk about too. But yeah, that's, uh, that brings us to the end of episode two. Yeah. I'll say that again. That brings us to the end of episode 267. And uh, we'll be back, like I said, on March 27th with the next live recording. And that I'll be hitting all of your podcast feeds soon after. But until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time.